0: Before you start looking at jobs and applying, we need to get everything set up first right. This stuff will settle your nerves during the process because you've got everything organized and in order. If you don't know where you're strong and where you're weak compared to the marketplace, you don't know why you should be there. You don't know why you should be hired and you also don't know what's important. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engaged Learning at workinsports.com, Brian Clapp. We're doing a little something special. You may be thinking to yourself, today's a Wednesday, so I fully expect Brian to have an expert guest from the sports industry. I've been doing that for a really long time. Wednesdays are predictable. We know it's always going to be a special guest. But we're mixing it up. We're doing a Monday on a Wednesday. We're doing a fan question. And there's a couple reasons for this. One, It's kind of like breakfast for dinner. Every once in a while, it just feels special. You think to yourself, this is weird. Why am I having eggs at dinner? Or why am I having pancakes at dinner? And then you do, and you're like, wow, this is pretty amazing. So that's the concept here. Also... I've had a lot of conversations lately with our, and I got into this a little bit on our Monday podcast this week. I've had a lot of conversations lately with our professor partners, right? So we have our sports career game plan and we're in over a hundred colleges and universities now. And we teach the fundamentals of getting hired into the sports industry. And a lot of our professors have, I've been talking with them lately and they've said, we'd really like you to go back and hit some of the basics, some of the fundamentals, some of those properties that are so instrumental in a young person's success getting set up for their college experience and uh, how to set themselves up for success when they graduate and they get into the workforce, some job search strategies, some networking strategies, some researching strategies. And I'm like, okay, great. That's great stuff to hit because all of us need these refreshers. These are conversations we need to be constantly having because I can get into the nuance we gotta nail the basics. We gotta get and nail that fundamental stuff. So let's do that. We're gonna spend the next couple of weeks doing that. Next week we'll get back on track with our interviews. I've got two great ones lined up for this week. They're gonna be awesome. So we're going to have expert interviews again. But this week I just wanted to get back to those fundamentals a little bit. So we got a question that came in from Nicole in Minnesota, which works perfectly in this scenario. Hey, Brian, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but after graduating in May, I've kind of slacked off the last three months. September is my month to get back on track. Can you help me build a job search strategy? Oh, Nicole, yes, I can. This is what I do. We talk about this sort of stuff. This is what we do, okay? This is instrumental for everybody. So whether you are in the process of searching or getting ready to search, or if you're a year or two away from searching, there are steps you can be taking now to prime everything so that you are ready to activate this process. And you want to be thinking this way because it will influence the way you make choices and decisions right now, right? So even if you're a sophomore, a junior, a senior, whatever year you're in in college, or if you're considering changing jobs, or you're 35 and changing careers, wherever you are in this market, there's gonna be information in here you can benefit from, but these are fundamental foundational principles we wanna talk about. Let's get into this. Before you start looking at jobs and applying, we need to get everything set up first, right? So the first thing is you need to go back and Take a look at all your social media profiles with a new lens, okay? Let's reverse engineer this for a second. As longtime listeners of the podcast know, what I like to do a lot of times is flip around the conversation so that we're looking at it from the hiring manager's perspective. So you approach it as, I want a job, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to try to present it to you. I'm a hiring manager. This is what I'm looking for. Okay, so with that in mind, one of the first things I do and others in the industry who are in hiring Is look at your social media profiles. Let's see. Let's say I got your resume, got your application. I might go check your social media pretty early in there and start to learn a little bit more about you. That is going to be something I do before I offer up an interview or a phone interview or anything like that, because I want to really see if this is worth my time. I want to see your personality, how you display your spell publicly, what kind of conversations you're getting yourself into. Especially now, where it's always been important, but I think it's heightened now, where we're looking for bias, we're looking for racism, we're looking for outward, you know, just terribleness. Um, if you're displaying certain things on social, I'm going to back away before I ever give you a phone interview. And so I'm not telling you to just like, I'm a terrible person, but I updated my social media profiles. I would advise you to be a better person, but I'm saying just for an example, you should clean up your social media profiles, make sure it's not a bunch of junk, make sure the direction, the, the conversations are on point, especially on something like LinkedIn, that you're sharing thought leadership, that you're being thoughtful uh, in the in the process because your social media profiles, represent you. They're a big part of your personal brand. And it could very well be one of those things that is keeping you from getting interviews and you don't even know it. So you're applying for a jump bunch of jobs. You're not getting any interest back. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? I've got experience. I've got some network. I've got a good looking resume. I've got it really dialed in. Nobody's, nobody's calling me. Well, it could be something like your social media profiles look terrible. They're representing you terrible. Your personal brand is off of who they are. So start to analyze that and look at all your profiles through that kind of a lens. Look at it like an employer. Would this make you confident in calling somebody and having an interview with them? If not, get rid of a bunch of that stuff. Nobody expects you to be perfect. We all know people in college. I mean, let's not draw big arrows on your keg stand and say, hoo-hoo, look at me, you know, like things like that. So let's just be smart, okay? Social media is first. Okay, next, contact all of your references. Now, here's an important thing to remember. At some point in the process of being hired, somebody's going to ask you for references. And I'll work you through this little game plan right now. You're going to be in the process interviewing for a job. Somebody's going to say something to you like, great, I'd love to get in touch with some of your references. Please give me their contact information. And you're thinking to think to yourself like, wow, I haven't talked to that person in a year. Or I don't even know if I have the right email for that person. I don't know if they really have good feelings about me anymore You, before you really start your job search in earnest and get deep into this, you want to reach out to your references, those people who you expect to vouch for you. And if that's the case, reach out to them. Let them know that you're going to be job searching. Let them know that you would always earmark them to be one of your uh, references. And if they are still comfortable doing that, if they are still comfortable speaking on your behalf, and please let me know if you're not. You know, like be open about it. Don't go in with expectations. Like, yo, I need you to be my reference. Like, go in open hearted and say, I was hoping that you'd be comfortable still being my reference. I just want to check in and make sure that was still the case. You know, give them the opportunity to say. Uh, you know what, I'm really not comfortable or that sounds awesome, I would really like to be there for you. You want to make sure you have all their contact information. You want to make sure you have updated numbers and everything like that. So that again, if I'm the hiring manager and I say, I'd like to get some uh, references for you before we progress to the next phase, I expect you to supply references within a couple hours. Like I'm not saying get back to me in three days. I expect you to have that ready to deliver. You can't be hunting and pecking around for this information. You have to have that up front. This stuff will settle your nerves during the process because you've got everything organized and in order. Okay, before you get into the job search now, we're really still talking about this. Explore your weaknesses. On Monday's podcast, I talked about doing a heat check to research the marketplace and really understand what's in demand skill set wise You have to do this before you start to get into the job search because if you don't know where you're strong and where you're weak compared to the marketplace... You don't know why you should be there. You don't know why you should be hired. And you also don't know what's important. You need to start right now going out and reading job descriptions that interest you and seeing how well you match. The rule of thumb that I give everybody is if you have a read a job description, and there are 10 different requirements in there. We want you to know Final Cut Pro, Photoshop, have led a team, manage projects, comfortable with Microsoft Teams, you know that kind of thing. They're telling you the expectations that they have. It would be an added benefit if you knew Salesforce, you know, that kind of thing. If you if they list 10 things in there that they expect you to have, if you have six or seven of them, you're in, you're in the conversation. If you have two, you need to know that. You need to know that you're not good enough right now. I'm sorry to be harsh, but you're not. Those are your weaknesses. You don't have the things that match what you want to do. So you have to put together a plan to learn those things. Now, here's the thing. If you are doing this research and you learn for example, I want to I really want to work in broadcast media. Oh wow, a lot of these stations that I'm looking at or a lot of these networks I'm looking at really want Final Cut Pro experience, but I only know Avid. And these are two uh, video editing programs, just so those who aren't familiar with this, but I'm just using an example. Now that you know that, you can at least start to take some Final Cut Pro classes. You can take some of these classes online. You can start to learn a little bit about it, and you can start to add that into your resume as something that you are familiar with and start the conversation with somebody during an interview process to say, I really know Avid well. I'm learning Final Cut Pro. I've been proactively trying to learn. That is a really good statement to make in an interview process so that somebody sees you're identifying where you need to grow and you're going after it. So you can actually leverage your learning opportunities, the things you're trying to do to improve yourself, your professional development, to help you in the interview process. So start the work understanding where your weaknesses are, identifying them, trying to learn, trying to improve, put it on your resume because you are starting to do these skills and then be able to talk about it during your interview. It becomes a really powerful conversation. Okay, so now we're still in the advance, like what you do before you start searching. Next, you wanna prime your network. Okay, here's what I mean. Do not just put out a blast on social media. If you put something out like, I'm looking for work, got any leads for an experienced product manager who loves working with people, I can't tell you how often I see this, and it makes me cringe every time. Here's what you have to do instead. I want you to be a lot more intentional than that. If you send it out as a social media blast, basically what you're doing is you're making people feel bad for you rather than inspired to help you. They're like, oh, geez, Eric lost his job. That's so, I feel terrible to hearing that. You want to turn this around and make it more about they're inspired to help you. Number two, you've created this impersonal barrier between you and your network when you do a blast. You know, it It doesn't carry as much meaning if you're just saying the same thing to everybody. Like, I lost my job. Do you know anything for me? Like, that just, to me, feels very impersonal, and it's not going to inspire people to act. And number three, I know this is cruel, but it seems kind of desperate. Um, if, if you are just blowing out there to everybody, wishing in a prayer that some lead comes in, I just don't think that's the right way to go about it and of it reeks of desperation. So what I'd like you to do instead is I'd like you to spend some time thinking about who in your network is connected to where you want to go next. Who do you have a good relationship with? Who is insightful and connected in the industry? Who is in charge of hiring? Who knows people at an organization you want to work at? Put a little bit of thought into it and reach out to them individually reach out to them in a meaningful way, not a form letter. Reach out to them in an email, Set schedule a time for a call, an informational interview, whatever you want to call it, but reach out to them in a personal way and let them know, hey, here's my situation. I'm, I'm looking to break in. I'm, I really want to focus in this area. Here are some of the things that I've been really mastering over the last couple of years of college. Or I got laid off. It was a situation that was unavoidable. It could be a really good thing for me. I'm looking to grow in this area now. Wanted to know what kind of knowledge you have about there, about what's happening in the marketplace right now. Be more intentional with your process so much better than just blasting out to everybody. Pick 20 to 25 people you think you want to reach out to and start to have a meaningful conversation rather than a blast. Okay, you got to figure out how you will search for sports jobs. Now, I have very strong opinions here, very strong. But I will tell you, there are some people that advocate for a very different approach than I do. And I'm going to at least give you the freedom to decide what works for you. But I'm going to make my case here, okay? There's two basic techniques for job searching. You can do the... I guess you'd call it shotgun technique, but I try to get away from using gun and weaponry, re- weaponry analogies. But you can do a wide a- apply for everything type approach. Apply to a hundred jobs a week. Apply to fifty jobs, you know, every two weeks. Whatever. That's a lot of applications, and you're just putting your resume out there everywhere and hoping one of these opportunities hits. Okay, that's one approach. The other approach is, you, you could probably see which one I'm going to lean towards. The other approach is to be more strategic and intentional and probably apply for less jobs. Now, okay, you can guess by now which one I lean towards. I, I tend to be more strategic and I tend to be more looking for smaller number of impact rather than huge number of reach. Here's why. If you are applying for everything out there, then you are going to have to scale your operation, meaning you are going to use the exact same resume every single time and hope that it's a match. Because that's the only way you can mass apply is you got to have one version of who you are, push it out everywhere, and you're, you're praying something great happens from it. That strategy works for some people. I don't really see how. But what I would advocate for is a much more strategic approach. Find jobs you feel like you are a good match for. Remember, most jobs in the sports industry are going to be competitive, but a lot of the applicants are going to be people who just love the idea of working in sports. They maybe don't have any qualifications, maybe aren't all that interested in being an email marketer for the Miami Dolphins. They just love the idea of working for the Miami Dolphins. So they throw out their resume, hoping for some magic to happen. Problem is, in the sports industry, it doesn't really work that way. Those resumes come in, they go through an applicant tracking system. The applicant tracking system matches the job description and requirements to your resume. If those things are a match, you might get have a conversation with a hiring manager. If they're not, you go into a, a pile that never, never to be seen again, okay? So if you're just throwing your resume out there willy-nilly every time, not really being intentional about the jobs you fit well, I think your success rate will be low, and it can be extremely confusing, And disappointing because you're getting a lot of rejection or are not interested responses. My suggestion to you go find five to 10 jobs a week and whatever, it doesn't really have to have a number associated with, but just less and be extremely intentional in that. Where do you have 60 to 70% of the skills that they're requiring? Where are you interested in being most often? What are those teams, leagues, organizations you gravitate towards and have those opportunities that are available to you? And then put effort into customizing everything. Make sure your resume highlights your skills that match that job description. Make sure your cover letter tells a story that illuminates how you can succeed in this role. If you are much more intentional in this process your success rate's going to go up and you're going to land somewhere you really want to be versus I threw my resume out there everywhere I was getting discouraged because nobody was responding and now I got a response so I'm going to take it maybe you don't end up where you really want to be be a little bit more intentional make sure you customize your materials as you go through the process and you're going to be in a much better position all right let's keep this moving Because I could go on and on about this all day long because I think this process is important and I get excited about it. But I get excited about just about everything. Okay, that's just who I am. Do a little research to know who you are online. Now, this isn't a huge problem, but I like to do this. So if you search my name online, at least when you searched my name online six years ago, there was a steroid dealer who was busted in Texas who had the exact same name as me. And he owned like steroids.com or something like that. But... If you're working in the sports industry and you see and you do a quick Google search on Brian Clapp and you saw that, you might think, is this the same person that's applying for my job? You don't want there to be. Now, if you have a very generic name, like, I mean, come on, chances are they're not going to be like Matt Smith. That's the Matt Smith that did that terrible thing over there in Arkansas. Like, maybe, maybe you don't have to worry about that. But if you have a somewhat unique name and there's somewhat of branding out there, somewhat of a could be confusing there, just be ready for that. Just know that it's out there so that if it ever comes up in conversation, you can actually just like comment on it or have some intelligent response for it. I think knowledge is power. So we talk about research. We talk about, you know, preparing and all those different things. Same thing about knowing how you look online. See what comes up first. And also, if it is about you. See what comes up first in searches on your name and make sure that you are aware of what they might know about you as well. That'll prepare you for some of these conversations. Okay, prepare yourself for the negative. I love to tell everybody, and I wholeheartedly believe this, but I love to tell everybody that in an interview, the other person that's interviewing you, the hiring manager, They want you to be successful. They want you to be the answer to their problems. They want you to be the solution so they don't have to go on to another phase of interviews with other people and to start looking at more resumes. They want to keep moving this forward. They want you to be awesome. At the same time, they also don't want to make terrible mistakes in hiring. So they are going to push you in the interview process. So you have to prepare yourself for the negative. What on your resume or background could they really dig into so that they make sure they have clarity. The hiring manager is going to go to their boss at some point and say, this is the one, this is the person I want to hire. They damn well have to make sure that they've thought through every negative scenario and gotten answers for it so that there is no surprises for their boss. So, If you have a big gap on your resume, be prepared to answer why. If you got laid off from your last job, be prepared to answer why. If you got fired, you know, they're going to say, why were you laid off from your last job? Why were you fired? Why did they choose this person over you? Why haven't you gained more experience at this point in your career? Why should I hire you versus somebody else? Why did your last boss say you were difficult to work with? Why do you have a police record? You know, like if you have things out there that are going to stand out, you got to be prepared for the negative because they're going to make sure that you are the right one to elevate in this process. Hiring's tough, it's hard for you because it can be lonely, it can be discouraging, you can have a lot of no's, but it's also tough for the hiring manager. They don't wanna make mistakes. So the more you can be prepared and answer questions during the interview process with clarity and comfort, the more likely they're gonna to be to accept you into their world. All of these steps, these seven steps, should make you comfortable Going out there, looking for your jobs, and being prepared to send your resume and get ready for an interview. We're going to talk about your resume and that approach and that strategy in an upcoming episode. We're going to talk about it on Monday because there's a whole other process we got to get into there. But this is all really foundational concepts. That I think is important for everybody to listen to every once in a while and remind themselves of these principles. Because you may be applying for an internship as a sophomore or a junior, maybe applying to jobs for as, as, a, as a senior, you may be 23 years old looking for a, a new job, you may be 35, 45, 55, changing careers, looking for a new opportunity. All of these concepts are important wherever you are in that spectrum, wherever you are in that journey. So keep these in mind as you go through your process. Thank you for listening. Great having you here. I love being able to share this knowledge and information with all of you. So please continue to rate, review and subscribe and help us continue to grow and reach and impact more people. I'll see you on Monday.